Hello, everyone. Welcome to the message for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio, for Sunday, February the 18th, 2024. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Melvin Gaines. We appreciate you being here. Let's go ahead and get started with today's message, first and foremost, with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for your presence right now, where we pray that not the words that I use, but your words through the Holy Spirit are the ones that are imparted the ones provided for wisdom and understanding, <clears throat> for knowledge. And we thank you, Lord, again for your presence today. Bless this time, O oh Lord. Bless those who are listening or hearing this message. And we give you thanks and praise in Jesus' precious name. Amen. I woke up the other day and realized that last Tuesday was Fat Tuesday. It didn't occur to me right away, even though at work we were being served ponchki. Uh, from my number one bakery, Stands in Northfield. They had 21 different flavors available, but we had a work at work an assortment of lemon, chocolate cream, cream cheese, strawberry, apple, and chocolate custard. For me, I follow the one per customer rule, and I chose apple. It was delicious. Even with all of that, I still didn't realize that the first day of Lent was the next day. I used to be pretty good at keeping up with dates, but lately, not so much. When you have to write several notes within your electronic calendar to remember things, it essentially means that you're a lot busier than the average person. Within the schedule that you're trying to maintain, there is another overlay of activity pertaining to the course of human events. Those events often supersede what's on your calendar. These are your life events. Life events create what I refer to, refer to as seasons. In the same way that we experience seasons, a long cold winter, a brief spring, a short summer, and a cooler fall, you'll notice that these temperatures as you get a little bit older, you also experience seasons that take precedence and remain at the forefront of your life. Your movement will have a lot to do with the season that you are going through personally. Seasons of life can last for a few weeks or a few years, maybe even two or three decades. Many of us have had to make decisions that impact the length of your career or where you spend most of your time caring for loved ones. My cousin Deborah, who lived in Seven Hills, was caring for her mother who had Alzheimer's disease in her own home. Deborah and her husband were both retired and took turns keeping an eye on her for several years. Deborah passed away last fall from lung cancer. We have to take into account that seasons will always have a beginning and an end date, and for many of us, they're beyond our control. When a loved one passes, and it involves being in some degree a caregiver until that time. It is a separation, a time of separation and a time of mourning. And that even, I learned on my own, applies to the nurses who were involved in the care of that person. The season changes, but the memories remain intact. You begin to see things after the fact that you were moving too quickly to recognize before. That includes being exhausted, both physically and mentally. 
often there is a diminishing level in the quality of life. The sense of loss lingers even beyond the duration of the season. You never really get over the loss of a loved one. You get through it. But how? You have to settle back to a place of comfort in your life. It is to go to a quiet place and sit still, both physically and mentally, and recognize the peace of God in your life. And not only recognize it, but embrace it. We have to remind ourselves to sit still because like we have trouble with our own calendar stuff at times, we don't do a very good job of sitting still. Even in our daily Bible readings, we have to mentally sit still to get the most out of our time. For people with busy schedules, that's hard to do. But you need to do it anyway. Sit still before Jesus. Please turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Psalm 46. Psalm 46, and let's take a look at verse 10. Psalm 46, and we're looking at verse 10. And I'll be sharing this from the NIV version. Uh, this is God speaking. These are his words. He says, be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. It is his desire to minister to you as you move through life. In the fast moments and in the slower ones. We hear him more and recognize his caring presence more when we are sitting still before him. Our seasons of life need to include Jesus within the experience. He speaks to us as often as we are listening to him. He encourages us. He prompts us and loves us within our acts of worship and service. He acknowledges and responds to our calls for help. I've been saying the words, help me, Lord, a lot lately. He knows what I can do and what I can't readily do unless he is involved in it. I want you to move forward now in Psalm. Go to Psalm 50. We're going to look at a couple of passages in Psalms here. Psalm 50, verse 15. And we're going to also look at Psalm 54, verse 4. Psalm 50, verse 15. Let's start there. Verse 15, Psalm 50. This is the English Standard Version. And call upon me in the day of trouble. I will deliver you, and you shall glorify me. Now flip ahead to Psalm 54, and let's look at verse 4. Psalm 54, verse 4. Behold, God is my helper. The Lord is the upholder of my life. Sit still before Jesus in prayer. It's a great way to give him your concerns. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter chapter 5, and let's look at verses 6 and 7. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 6 and 7. 
1 Peter 5, verse 6, NIV version. Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. When we are going through difficulty, it can feel as though you are the only one in the world who is going through it. Well, I'm here to tell you that this is a lie from your enemy, Satan. This is where we can hang on to the value of the Holy Spirit's communication to us about this entire matter through what Peter says. In 1 Peter 5, continue in verses 8 and 9. Same place where we were, but now go to verse 8. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. You're not the only one. Many others are going through the same thing that you're going through. God reminds us through his word to turn back to him when we are not following him. He reminds us to turn to him when we are being distracted by the enemy. When we are in trouble or on the verge of committing sin, God is right there to help you resist it. In Psalm 46, verse 1, the New American Standard Bible Version, it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. As we sit still before him, we can rest in his presence. Here's something to consider. How easy is it for you to rest before him? If you have trouble slowing down in life, there may be more going on that needs immediate attention. No excuses. You may have to practice your times of rest. Remember, your relationship with the Lord will progress only as you allow the Spirit to speak to you, sanctify you, and experience his peace. Please turn to Colossians 3, verse 15. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. Colossians 3, verse 15. And this will be from the NIV version. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Psalm 119, verse 18 says, Open my eyes that I may see wonderful things in your law. I love that. Open my eyes. Reveal those things to me. The indwelling spirit is essential in your efforts to be still in Jesus. And let's turn to John 16, verse 13. We're going to read verses 13 through 15. John chapter 16, verse 13, and then we'll read through to verse 15. John 16. Verse 13. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears. And he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what we, he will make known to you. 
All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. I'm just going to say this to be mildly annoying, but speaking truth to those who are in perpetual motion and failing to spend valuable time with God. Our culture often rewards people who are busy and is seen as a badge of honor. And of course, personally, it might be a way for you to boost your self-esteem and self-worth. But the habit of keeping a chronically difficult or tight schedule has a negative effect on one's physical and emotional wellness. It also impacts your ability to maintain healthy relationships with anyone, let alone Jesus. I'm just going to tell you right now, don't be the one where God has to knock you off your feet and flat on your back to get your attention. God wants you to sit still and rest in his presence. It is how he reveals himself to you and makes you sensitive to who he is. God uses the time we spend in him to communicate with us and to give us a reassurance of his presence. He gives us what we need and when we need it most. I want you to turn to Deuteronomy 7. Let's look at verse 9. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9. Deuteronomy 7, verse 9. Verse 9, Deuteronomy 7. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Amen. I want you to go over now to Psalm 119. I want you to look at a beautiful passage. Uh, Of course, it's poetry, but it is uh, very, very wonderful what is being said. Psalm 119, verses 102 to 105. Psalm 119, verses 102 to 105. Verse 102. I have not departed from your laws, for you yourself have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. I gain understanding from your precepts, therefore I hate every wrong path. Your word is a lamp for my feet, a light on my path. So let's discuss this further. What are the benefits of being still before Jesus? Well, number one, he is our help with encouragement. He encourages us. We need God's promises to bolster us and give us encouragement through these moments and even through those times when things are not going very well. We need his reassurance. If we are being oppressed, falsely accused, or even persecuted, we're not going to go through these experiences alone. God is aware of everything that we go through. He sees it all, and he provides encouragement that helps us to endure it. Amen. Psalm 55, verse 22. Let's go to that. Psalm 55, verse 22. You'll notice that a lot of the passages we're covering today are in the Psalms. 
And the Psalms are a great study to read. Psalm 55, verse 22. The NIV version says, Cast your cares on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Amen. He's right there with you. Psalm 27, verse 14. Psalm 27, verse 14. I'll let you turn back to that real quick. Psalm 27, verse 14. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Number two, he is our help with healing and recovery. Turn to Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. Very familiar passage for most of us. But let's take a look at it. Because if we're talking about fatigue, whether it's physically or mentally, here's something that we need to look at very closely. Matthew 11, verses 28 through 30. The English Standard Version, verse 28. Come to me all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus Christ encourages our stillness because in his wisdom, he is the true source of our rest. We need rest from our hectic life, our troubles, and our difficulties, and he encourages us to seek him for that rest. One area of that rest in Christ is communication with him through prayer. Turn to Philippians chapter 4. Let's look at verses 6 and 7. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Philippians 4, verse 6. Christian Standard Bible Version. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses understanding, all understanding, excuse me, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Let's look at one more. Psalm 107, verses 28 through 30. Back to the Psalms again. Psalm 107, verses 28 through 30. Psalm 107, verse 28, reading to verse 30. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he brought them out of their distress. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven. The Lord is in complete control. Number three, uh, when we sit still before him, he is our help when we hear from him. Sometimes we need to get before him while we're on our knees. Remember, he already knows where your heart is. In 1 John 1, 9, it says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins 
and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There should be a sense of quietness as you sit still before Jesus. Use that time while you are waiting for Jesus to speak to you to express to him how much you appreciate him. He is certainly worthy of praise. Your quiet time with Jesus should not be all about what he has to say to you. And that leads us to Psalm 150. Psalm 150. We're just going to read verses 1 and 2. Psalm 150 is only six verses long, but you get the idea. It starts with the word praise. Psalm 150, the last psalm in the book of Psalms. Psalm 150, verses 1 and 2. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Amen. He is worthy of our praise. I want you to look at a passage with me, though, that uh, is interesting that I kind of discovered uh, in the midst of discussion about behaviors within a church. But it's 1 Corinthians 14, verse 15. I want you to kind of latch on to what this passage is saying here and what is most appropriate for us. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 15. This is the English Standard Version. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 15. What am I to do? I will pray with my spirit, but I will pray with my mind also. I will sing praise with my spirit, but I will sing with my mind also. It's pretty much putting the intellectual aspect of your life into this whole aspect of prayer and praise. Using your mind, thinking those things through, thinking about the goodness of God, giving praise through the power of the Spirit, but giving praise because you have your heart and mind into it as well. He wants to hear from you with a spirit of humility in prayer and in your petitions. Sit still before Jesus with the expectation that you're receiving his peace that goes well beyond what? Any human reasoning or understanding. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Amen. And we also pray with the expectation that he's going to answer the prayer. Take a look at John chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. John 14, verses 13 and 14. And this will be from the NIV version. John chapter 14, verses 13 and 14. Verse 13, and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. That's because the prayers that you're giving to him are humble prayers that are being sensitive to who he is, sensitive to his will, sensitive to his word. He will respond. That's a guarantee. He will respond to you and answer those prayers if they're prayed in that manner. And number four, we sit still because he is our strength. In our weakness, he is strong. Jesus gives us the strength to carry on. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. 
Isaiah 41, verse 10. Take a look at Isaiah 41, verse 10. Isaiah 41, verse 10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Sit still and experience the love of Jesus Christ. He is your encourager. He is your healer. He is your helper in the power of the Holy Spirit. He is your strength. Your stillness will provide rest for your soul as you navigate your seasons in life. Psalm 23 epitomizes our message for today. Turn to Psalm 23. Psalm 23, verses 1 through 6. We're going to read all six of them. We're going to read them in the New Living Translation. But I want you to see how everything we just talked about is essentially summarized in Psalm 23. Psalm 23, verse 1. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me beside peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid. For you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. Take the time to sit still and rest in Jesus. Father, you are so gracious. We thank you for the message that It's beneficial for those of us who have been through a particularly long season of life. And now we have a new reality before us. And Lord, may we indeed sit before you with thanks, with praise, with a need for your encouragement, with a need for your healing, with a need for rest. And we thank you, Lord, that we indeed learn so much through the season and beyond it. And Lord, may we be prepared to continue to minister, not to um, just family members, but anyone who wants to hear your truth, that we can share with others about your goodness. And we thank you for helping us to get through those situations And recognize that we could not have gotten through anything without you being present. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for sustaining us. Bless us, Lord, as we move forward. Thank you for the reminder to sit still before you and rest. We give you praise and thanks for this and all other things. In Jesus' precious name, amen. We appreciate you being here for today's 
message for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio, for Sunday, February the 18th, 2024. God bless you and take care of yourselves. We'll see you around the corner. See you next time.